0: Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast, real inspiration for real innovators. If you're looking for innovation and leadership transformation, your journey starts now. Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bourne. Can you believe we are already wrapping up 2020? Thank goodness, right? Well, this is the last episode in season one. And when I join you next time, we will be officially in season two. To end this year... I want to talk to you about how to start a podcast. If you have ever thought about doing this, I want to give you a plan that you can put in place and some of the things you need to think through if you're going to start a podcast. Let me first start by saying, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, I believe this is the fastest way to establish your thought leadership within your base. And it's the best move you can make for your business because it creates a constant stream of content and value for your audience. When it's done right, The last thing is you can have a lot of fun doing it. So let's talk about four main areas of starting a podcast. The first is purpose. We're going to talk through kind of what's the why behind why you'd want to do it. And also, let's count the cost, right? Before we start something pretty big like taking on a podcast, we'll talk a little bit about the format. How will you organize your thoughts, your information, all that? We'll talk production and then post-production. And so we'll go through all that pretty quickly, but this will ground you in some of the principles and things to think about when starting a podcast. So would love to dig in with you. Let's dive in. And let's start by talking about the purpose. Let's count the cost, right? What's your why and what's your motive? So before we begin any journey, we start by asking ourselves why. So it's the Simon Sinek Start With Why If you're a business owner and entrepreneur or you just want to build your thought leadership expertise in a certain area, you can probably reach your target audience pretty well through podcasting and it makes a ton of sense. There's also the thought that if you're just passionate about a topic and want others to catch that passion too, because you have valuable content and podcasting will just make a ton of sense to get that content to your listeners. So many people get into podcasting with the idea that they're going to monetize their platform off the bat through ads. And I'll be honest, most people don't really reach that level. So if you start podcasting for the love of what you do, that's a brilliant reason to do it. If you're starting it just to try to monetize, I think you're gonna have a long road ahead of you unless you're already bringing with you an existing audience. Some people have, you know, tens of thousands of people that follow them on Instagram. Guess what? They can probably monetize their podcast right out of the gate. If that's not you, Don't do it unless you're doing it for a labor of love, unless there's love behind it. So, as you ask yourself why, I really want you to ask five times, you know, the five whys. So, ask yourself five times to really establish what's the motive behind why you're doing this, because it's not easy. Even as I record to you today, you can probably tell I'm not feeling that great, but I want to be consistent with my podcast. And so, you have to get it out there to the world on a consistent basis. And so, it's no small feat. When we began podcasting, we really want to count the costs. Once you get to the bottom of why you're doing this, why it's so important to you to start this podcast, we're going to start to focus on a different question. We're going to ask the question, who is your audience? So who am I speaking to? And I would actually set aside 45 minutes to an hour to do this one exercise where you really ground yourself in who your audience is. Now, If you're not comfortable with this type of exercise, I've actually provided in the show notes a link for you to an activity called a persona mapping exercise. So you can go to territory.co and download this persona mapping exercise. Basically, it's a simple profile that you create of a person with eyes, nose, mouth, and ears. (laughs) And alternatively, you can also post a picture of the typical listener that you'd want to listen. You divide the workspace around the head into sections that represent the aspect of the person's sensory experience. So you can label them thinking, feeling, seeing, saying, doing, and hearing. And you're going to start writing ideas on sticky notes. And you're going to put those sticky notes around the paper, and they're going to represent the world that that person's living in, your listener, the person that's going to listen to this podcast. So, what it's going to do is it's going to give you this observable and tangible feeling of who your listener is and what they're doing. For example, I know a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs. So as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about the daily struggles that an entrepreneur has. I'm thinking about, you know, a lot of middle managers listen to the podcast. So I'm thinking about the daily struggles of what it's like to get your career launched and to really navigate those seasons of your career. So as I'm talking to you, I'm actually thinking about those personas. And that's exactly what you're going to do when you build this persona. Now, Don't worry if you're having trouble following this, this link will be in the show notes so that you can download this activity and do it for yourself. But it's so important as you start on this journey to understand who your persona is and what they want to hear from you. Now, once you have a feel for your audience, you should stop here and think about this question. Do I really have time for this? It's a great question because you have to count the cost before you begin. Each week, I spend about an hour to two hours before I ever hit record on any of my podcast episodes. I spend about an hour recording and then about an hour to two hours after each podcast and follow up and posting and promoting. Now, that's a grand total of about three to five hours each week no one's paying me. No one's patting me on the back. I'm just doing this because I so believe in the intersection of innovation and leadership. And I want to get this message out to the world. If you're doing it in hopes of that future money or sponsorship, I believe you won't make it in podcasting. Perhaps there's exceptions to that rule, but I don't believe you'll make it because you have to love what you're doing before anybody's willing to pay you for it. Okay, so we're still under the why section, but the next thing I really want you to ask yourself is how long are you committed to doing a podcast and how will you measure success? If you're not willing to do it for at least a year before you measure success, then I wouldn't start. You know, it takes that long to build up an audience. When you're initially building your audience, you're going to have people that listen to the podcast that are not your true audience, right? They're kind of weeding through what they like and dislike. And some of those people are going to go away. And I would say to build a strong audience, it takes probably about nine months to a year to truly know who your audience is. The people that are with you, listen to your podcast every week, and really want to invest in the podcast as much as you want to invest in making it. So it takes a while to locate this right audience. The last question under this section is, what's your budget? So one of the most important things about podcasting is it's not free. I went out and found a lot of free tools that I'm going to share with you, but it's not free free, right? You're going to spend time on it. You're going to have to spend some money to get your podcast off the ground. And so you have to sit down and ask yourself, what's my monthly budget for this podcast? Because a lot of people jump into podcasting, not realizing how expensive it can be. And we'll talk about equipment costs later, but you have to sit down and figure out how much am I willing to spend every month, especially when I may not be monetizing the podcast. So it's just money going out. It's not money coming back in. Okay, now it's time to talk through some of the costs that you're going to incur. The first one is the cost to buy music. So you have to, you know, either through Shutterstock or Epidemic or Audio Blocks, you have to go buy some music that is royalty free, stock free, or library music. You can legally use this music on your podcast, and that's one of the first things that you have to go get. The next thing that you will have to think about is designing your cover art. Now, you can go to Fiverr or Upwork to design this cover art for you, but you'll need a cover art for your podcast so that people know how to find you and it will need to be something that they can use to pretty quickly and easily recognize your podcast. So save money by doing some research on podcast covers that you already like, and then even try to sketch out your podcast cover in advance and what you'd like it to look like so that when you ask somebody to draw it or design it for you, you already pretty much know the direction you want to go. The least you know about what you want your podcast cover to look like, the more expensive it will be. So try to think through that in advance and do some research on that. Another cost that you may not think about that's associated with podcasting is if you don't have a website today, you may want to buy a URL to support or host your podcast. So If you don't have that, you'll want some place to post your episodes and post your blogs and content every week or however often you're going to release. And you'll need a a website to do that. You'll also need to set aside a cost for somebody to build that website. And additionally, you may need podcast art for the the podcast that you're going to be promoting each week for each episode. So you will need somebody in Canva to actually design that for you. And then you can probably take it from there. So that is the section on just how to get started, right? Now we're going to talk a little bit about format and how to organize your thoughts. So you made it through the why, why do I want to do this? So the next question you've asked yourself is do I have enough time and enough money and who am I speaking to? So now it's time to have fun, right? You figured out why you're doing your podcast and now you need to name your podcast. The name either needs to be something catchy or it needs to clearly describe who you're speaking to or If you have a pre-established audience, like we talked about earlier, you may want to use your own name. So what's the setup? Are you going to interview people? Are you going to have a roundtable discussion? Or do you want it to be more of a monologue style? Or perhaps you're going to do a mixture of all of those. My advice is if you're going to do an interview-based show... Write down 50 names of people that you can interview before you ever start your podcast. This way you don't run out of guests to ask. And you're constantly asking people <laughs> to be on your podcast. Take it from me. I've So I've interviewed over 30 guests this year and I am constantly meeting people and asking them, will you come on to my podcast? And so you have to kind of be in that mindset if you're going to start a podcast that's an interview-based podcast you will also want to think about the episode length. My advice is to loosely script each episode so that you know where you are taking people. So important that you don't get lost in the middle of the episode and you kind of lose what the points were, the finer points of where you want to take people. So script out, roughly script out your episode. It could be one page, but it gives you some bullet points on where you're headed and where you want to take people. Lastly, take time to write an intro and outro so people know what the show is about before they get started and the next steps when the show ends. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've heard where it just jumps in and someone just starts talking and I'm thinking, well, who is this person? Why are they qualified to talk to me about this topic? And where are we going? These things are just foundationally important to the podcast. Don't just jump in and start talking. Really care about taking the listener on a journey, and make sure they have not only why the podcast exists, but what are the follow-up action items to do when the podcast is done. And after you do that, let's move on and talk about production. So obviously, we talked about you know buying music, having this intro and outro. Let's talk a second about equipment and platform. So as far as like equipment goes and really setting up for your podcast, some people may tell you you need to buy this $900 equipment I don't believe that. I think you can get started pretty cost-effectively. As a matter of fact, for me, I got started with an Audio-Technica mic that was about $79.99 on Amazon and a pop filter for $9.99. And then there's also a mic stand that you can get that already has the pop filter with it. And that keeps your mic off of your desk. And I want to say that was like maybe 1999 on Amazon or something like that, but it really doesn't have to be super expensive to get started. I started my podcast for under $150 as far as equipment goes. And so so can you. As far as where to record guests, I found that Zencaster gave their platform away for free through COVID. And you can record MP3 audio And it records your track and the guest track separately. And then you download those separately as two files. So Zencaster was a great option for me when I was first starting a podcast because their platform was free. Signed up. I've recorded over 35 episodes on Zencaster. Well, 36 now. And it's worked just fine. So Zencaster is a great place to, to record. And then lastly, you'll want to think about how to get the word out. So there's a ton of different platforms out there you can use like SoundCloud, Lisbon, also Anchor. Anchor is the platform that I use. It seamlessly lets me get my podcast out to nine platforms pretty easily. So Google, Apple, Spotify, all the major ones, and then some other ones like Breaker, Pocket Cast, things like that. So it's a really great way to post in one place and then have your podcast distributed out further. Once you sign up for all that, you can also upload your podcast to Amazon Music using that RSS feed that you'll nicely have after getting set up on Anchor. So I love Anchor. It works really well for me. And that's what I use. And so some advice that I have if you're deciding to go on this journey to start a podcast is record 5 to 10 episodes before you ever release one. And the reason for that is I've listened to several podcasts now where I really like the show and I would have been dialed in to listen, but they only recorded one or two or seven podcasts, and then they just stopped. And that's really disappointing as an audience to get someone really excited, and then you just stop recording the podcast. It's unfortunate. So we want to make sure that when we are ready to launch, that we don't leave our audience hanging. Don't get people excited, and then you can't back up. The ability to post, you know, whether it's every two weeks or weekly or even once a month, whatever you're going to do, stand behind it and make sure you get your podcast out there at the frequency that you want. So that's why I advise recording five to 10 podcasts before you release. So when you think about when you should release, really base it on how consistent you can be, not based on what the blogs tell you. I had someone recently tell me I should release more often. I'm like, gosh, I don't think I can. I really want to count the costs. I'd love to release more often, but it's a hard thing for me to do right now with my schedule. So remember, consistency is king. (laughs) Be consistent. Okay, let's talk for a second about sound quality and let me be really honest with you, I will turn an episode off in a heartbeat if the sound is bad. As a matter of fact, I've had a couple of episodes where I don't know what happened on my end, but the sound was horrible. And I actually had to write out everything I said in the episode and re record every question I asked the person, every comment that I commented back to the person in everything. Because if a podcast has horrible quality, most people won't listen. And I really want my quality to be. Good quality. And so should you. It's the number one reason you can have amazing content, but if the quality is not good, it'll be harder for people to listen. So make sure you have good quality before you start on this podcasting journey. Don't just record from your phone, really invest in the equipment. And as you heard from me, it's not that expensive to do. Okay, so we're coming down the home stretch. The last phase is post production. So you've recorded a couple of episodes. Now what, right? Well, there's a couple of editing tools that you can use. You can use things like Audacity, which is good quality. It's also free, allows you to do audio editing. You can use Adobe Audition, which is going to cost, but you know it's got great workflows and it is a paid subscription. Here's the thing. If you decide to do it yourself or you decide to have someone else produce it, there's going to be a cost associated probably with either of those. I personally use a company to do all my post-production. So after I've you know, done the interview, hit record, finished it, I download all my files, my MP3 files. I upload them to my podcast company that I use, Streamlined Podcast. And they go to work and do the production. So if you're interested in checking them out, feel free. If you're interested in signing up with them, you can use my last name to get a discount. It's just Born, B-O-R-N, and you'll actually get a discount with your purchase. But here's why I use them. I upload my files. They do all my audio editing. They give me the file back with my intro, outro, and all the you know interviews and everything in between. They also give me my social media graphics and show notes and iTunes notes. And so It's an end-to-end process where I told you already, I spent three to five hours on my podcast. That's with them doing this part of it. I can't imagine what it would be like if you had to do it all yourself. Quite frankly, it can be a full-time job to do a podcast. And so knowing that they do this in-between step for me, it lets me do what I do best, which is record podcasts, interview amazing guests, and it lets them do what they do best, which is all the post-production stuff after the fact. So I can only release my show weekly because of that, but you can either decide to do all that editing yourself or you can hire a company, which is what I chose to do. So after you've recorded and you've you've produced that podcast, you're gonna have to think about how to get that out on all the social media platforms, get that out on your website, and then get the content to the person if you interviewed somebody so that they can also share that on their platforms. And in a nutshell, you have it right there. That is how I started my podcast, as an example. I'm sure there are many other examples out there on how to start a podcast, but I just wanted to give you my own personal journey on how I started podcasting. Once you get your podcast into the wild, you can then think about how to grow your audience and monetize your podcast. But again, unless you have this huge audience behind you, ensure that you're doing it for the love of podcasting, not because you're trying to think about how much money you can make. I think that needs to come later. First, when you start your podcast, I believe you should start it for the right reason. Start it for the right why. Because it's a labor of love and you enjoy what you're doing. That's how you'll grow your podcast because people will see your passion and they'll see what you're doing and it will grow. And then from there, you can monetize and grow that audience. Well, that's it for now. The next time I see you, it will be 2021. So happy new year, everyone. And to our listeners, thank you for joining the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode on your social media platform of choice. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Innovation Meets Leadership. And remember, don't just get out of the box, break the box, and set it on fire. Let's go transform something. Thank you for joining us for the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Innovation Meets Leadership and visit our site at InnovationMeetsLeadership.com for more innovation resources. Today's sponsorship is brought to you by Territory Global. We work at the intersection of experience and imagination. We help you pinpoint problems and turn them into opportunities. We make imagine happen. Some of the best organizations in the world choose us as their partner to help solve their strategy, innovation, transformation, story, and ways of working problems. Learn more at Territory.co.